Hey there, drafts people. To help fill the void and the lack of episodes in your draftsman feed, we're rewinding back to five Proco Classic interviews and one new one. You're listening to this new mini series where we take a deep dive into the lives, journeys, and minds of some of the most fascinating artists and instructors from fine art masters to comic legends. This next interview is very special to me. Glenn Vilpu was the first artist I interviewed for Proco back in 2013. He was nice enough to invite me to his home to interview him back when I had no right interviewing such big legends like him. He had a huge impact on my artistic path. My high school teacher would show his VHS tapes in class and throughout my full-time student years, I would constantly reference his figure drawing manual. His wisdom from this interview rings as true as it ever did. It's a pleasure to bring back this interview with Glenn Vilpu. Welcome to Proco. My name is Stan, and we have a very, very special guest, one of my heroes, Mr. Glenn Vilpu. Thank you so much for letting me come to your studio. Oh, you're welcome. Before we start into some of the questions that people submitted, I want to tell you how much of an honor it is to be here. You were one of the first instructors that I was exposed to as a kid. In my animation class in high school as a freshman, one of the first videos that my animation teacher played was one of your VHS tapes uh, back in uh, 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I really started to like animation and then eventually got into fine art. So I have you to thank for yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's something I hear a lot of uh, people. I'm sure you do. Get a lot of people <laughs> in the industry. I was their first instructor. Yeah, you, know? you probably were one of the only ones making videos at the time, right? Yeah. That were most people know me like, for instance, like yourself through animation. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I didn't start in animation until I was forty. I'm a painter first. Mm -hmm. It all begins uh, with basic fundamentals, whether it's animation, painting, sculpture, it's all the basics. When did you start drawing or when did you just get into art? Well, first of all, uh, my father is a Sunday painter. Sunday painter? He was an engineer professionally. Oh, okay. Painted on the weekends. Yeah, and he would paint on weekends mm -hmm. and take classes. Uh, right. So I specifically remember, and I must have been literally five years old, uh, he, he was at an easel working on a painting. And I was on the floor tracing stuff out of his books. In doing that, I started doing that. And I remember it was something, it must, I think it was around Christmas time. Well, my background is Finnish. I'm a Finn from Finland. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And we lived in Finland. I didn't learn English until I started school. But we had reindeer. At Christmas time, though, what I'm talking about, it was, I think it was upstate New York somewhere. What I did is I did a tracing of a sort of a horse using simple spherical forms, just basically what I teach now. And so then I put a couple of these together and then put, drew the two more behind and then made a hole slow. And then I traced a thing from a Sears catalog of a sleigh with Santa Claus. Well, the teacher had me going all over the school putting up these Santa Claus and the reindeer. So I think really that my career started at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like kindergarten. Oh, so wow. First grade. And I was taking and drawing all this stuff. And I literally have never stopped. And uh, my father still was painting. I had a grandmother who painted and drew. Oh. And so we used to have uh, private classes at my home. 
So as a teenager, I was doing a lot of painting, like well, 14, 15. So you were around when your grandmother and your whole family was oh, teaching yeah. well, classes? Oh, they, yeah. They lived okay. with us. Also, my father's father was trained in Finland as a sculptor and a stonemason. Okay. So you got a, so a family there, artist. There's a lot of it's a, uh, artisan background. Mm -hmm. And then after high school, did you uh, go to art school right after? Well, I originally started uh, the first classes I took figure drawing were at Chenard's. Well, I think I was in the 10th grade in high school. That's what I did. Yeah, too. and so, great, yeah. Uh, in fact, I had numerous teachers that had been trained in, from the 1800s. My background is really, I'm sort of a bridge from a whole different generation of people. Started in high school, uh, started going to Chenard's. Then my family moved to West Los Angeles from sort of East Los Angeles. At that point, I started taking Saturday classes at Art Center. This so, was, how old were you? 16, 17. Oh, wow. I was still really young. Art yeah. Center, 16. When I graduated from high school, I had a full scholarship at the Art Center, and I wasn't ready to work that hard. <laughs> what, so, what do you mean? So I, I didn't even finish that. It was that summer semester. I went in the Navy for a couple of years, traveled all over. And then when I came back, I went back to Art Center. At that point, I started teaching when I was a student. Altogether, I probably spent 18 years here. At that point, uh, I had uh, people who were students of mine I wanted to get into animation. And I had actually already had quite a few students of mine who had gone to work in animation at Disney. And this one friend kept saying, well, why don't you, why don't you give Disney a call? Finally, I did. And they hired me. But I didn't know anything about animation. So literally, the day that they hired me, I walked out and bought a book on Disney <laughs> so that I would know what they were talking about. I didn't know anything about it. Okay. And it, but you made it work, right? Huh? You made it work. Well, this was really sort of like the key. I'm not teaching anything different now mm -hmm. than I did when I had my own school because everything is based on the fundamentals. Right. Drawing for animation is no different than the Michelangelo's, the Raphael. When I travel, when Disney sent me around the world teaching, I taught exactly the same thing. Same thing I teach exactly today. I, one of the things that uh, I did on my own work, primarily don't use models. I do almost everything for imagination. Okay. You know, when I was in your workshop, that was one of the things that I was so impressed by is you were able to create a realistic figure drawing without a model there. I was kind of blown away by that because you were doing details and lighting details, and there was nothing in front of you. Well, you know, what, where it comes from, and of course in the animation industry, we don't have models. We have model sheets that tell you what something looks like. Now, if you take a look at all of the masters, uh, whether, I don't care who you look at going back, Sistine Chapel, all the Raphaels, everything was started from imagination. They would do their roughs, they would do their thumbnails, they would develop the things. And then once they got to a certain point, if they needed to then understand, then they would get models or whatever. But everything started with the organization, storyboard, right. <laughs> thumbnail. Yeah, That's how they worked. And today when people talk about the academy, most of the academy stuff, it's taking a model and copying it. And that's my classes. That's the first thing I say. We never copy the model. You analyze the model, 
if you're constantly analyzing the model and you think of the drawing as a study, then every time you draw, you are studying and you're learning. Right. So you're not copying. That's why you think of what my approach is basic. It's not my approach. It's really the traditional approach. First, get gesture, construct a form, and then you start building on that construction and go from there. And that's really a traditional drawing. And in your class, I show examples from all over different periods, people doing exactly the same thing. The Vilpo Drawing Academy. Okay. One thing I find that the basics that most people don't have, how do you hold a pencil? Mm-hmm. How do you sharpen it? That's another question. <laughs> yeah. But actually, that's one that I took out. <laughs> yeah. I filtered it out. Yeah, so I started the whole class with that, you know? <laughs> you must have gotten a lot of people that signed up for that class. Because they do. I still do. It's, a, it's called Essentials. Right. I get people that never heard of a chamois. How do you sharpen a pencil? How do you hold a pencil? Do value scales. All of the basic stuff you should know to start with or at least be working on. Right. And so I go from that, and then I go right into the figure drawing one, two. And in fact, I'm working right now on developing a course on uh, landscape drawing. Oh, cool. For Vilpo Academy? Yeah. Okay. What's the website? Funny that you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's all online. Just go to vilpoacademy.com. Yeah, and then actually you can go there for my Saturday classes, my private classes. And uh, still teaching at the Animation Guild, and you go through them for their classes. My UCLA classes are, it's a master's program. So you have to have an undergraduate degree, and you have to go through the university system for that. So like I said, I just got a note I was looking at this morning. Somebody wants me to come to Japan. If it works out, we'll go. People ask, well, will you come here? I said, ask me. (laughs) (laughs) This is sort of a, it's been constant in my whole career. When I was a student, I actually quit six months before I graduated. I'm not a great example for parents. okay? (laughs) But anyway, the reason why I quit was that I didn't feel like I was learning fast enough. So when I left, I would just study every day, just drawing and painting. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. This is where part of the old master studying compositions. I would take uh, books. These things are totally worn. It's how not to treat a book. But I would take every morning, get a cup of coffee, sit down, and I would draw from the old masters, from painting, studying, analyzing the composition. I did that for an hour or so every morning. And then I would start working on my own paintings. This is what I did every day, literally seven days a week. At night, I would take and work to make enough money to live. And I would never work more than 20 hours a week. I drove a cab. I worked at a ceramics factory cleaning molds. I was chief urine carrier in a chemistry <laughs> lab. <laughs> I did all kinds of odd jobs. What part of being an artist do you enjoy most? Figuring out the problems. Figuring out the problems, how to teach Like them. a composition. Oh, okay. Each class has dynamics of it. So I'm always trying to find new ways or better ways to communicate the ideas. Yeah, and I'd have to agree with you. My favorite part of being an artist and a teacher is learning. Yeah. You know, my favorite part of being a teacher is learning because it forces me to learn deeply. That's the subject that, you're, that I'm teaching. Yeah. I'm not much for bull. If a student asks you something, if I don't know it, I say, I don't know it. I'll find it out. 
And also, I put my hand where my mouth is. I demonstrate. I, I teach by doing. I can't stand to walk around a room with a bunch of people drawing, and I'm not. <laughs> you get jealous. <laughs> it's horrible. I draw more than my students do. You saw my safe back there with the, Oh, yeah, all the sketchbooks. With, I probably have a thousand sketchbooks. Yeah, it's this huge safe. It's like a yeah, it's a big fire, so we're in a fire, fire area here, so I have all this stuff. Even here, what I do with, with the drawings is every month I have all my uh, sketches. I scan everything. Then I put those drawings into categories. You scan all your sketchbooks? Oh, my God. Well, I that haven't. Is... I haven't gone back and scanned oh, everything. But I have everything currently for the last yeah, yeah. maybe five years or so. Okay. I've scanned everything. Okay. I think you actually kind of covered this just now. Is can you recommend a weekly schedule for a studying regime? And that's kind of what you were saying. Every morning, you wake up, you go get a book, you study from the master. Yeah, and, and in fact, it's one of the one of the lessons in my essentials class. How do you study? Mm. That's literally what you do. Art is based on art. I could show you books of just artists, copies of other artists' work. And that's how they study. I had one of my teachers, Lorser Feidelson. He was also a half Finnish. He would say, well, go to the library, make a list of things like, for instance, color, tone, line, composition, whatever, mm -hmm. different elements. And then take and go into the library and pick out a book where you like, just somebody you like, just their color. You don't like their drawing, you don't like their subject matter, you don't like anything else about them, but you really like their color. Okay. For each thing on this list, then take and find somebody that exemplifies that you like for that one aspect. Then what you do is you have a stack of books of all these different artists. They're all different, mm -hmm. but they all have something in them that you like. Then that's actually you then. Combination of all yeah, you got all of these elements. Students have very little understanding of art history. And, of course, I didn't either. I learned because I'm curious. One name leads you to the next, 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 to the next. And pretty soon you're finding all kinds of stuff that you didn't know existed. Okay, these are artists that I had never heard of until they had a show at the Getty. Groots is Rasmund. Great! But one of the things that really I really like about his stuff is to look at how look at how his roughs. This is how he would begin. That's for a painting. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, that's nice. Okay, he influenced a little bit of Picasso there. Here's one I mentioned <laughs> about artists' copies of other artists' work. Peter Paul Rubens copying tissue. Wait, which one's Rubens? See, you can tell. He added. He added to it. Oh, yeah, Look they the... changed. Yeah, they changed. <laughs> but uh, he copied the whole Sistine ceiling. He was an ambassador in Spain. He copied several hundred paintings, all of the Titians. So, uh, <laughs> literally, art is based on art. Yeah. Okay, you didn't got through all your questions. No, we didn't. <laughs> Let's do the speed round. Okay. What do you like to do to warm up? Draw. <laughs> All right, quick, let's get quick sketch. Quick sketch. Is there any problem using a ruler or calipers in drawing, or is it better to just use your eye to measure proportions? No, in fact, I don't do very much measuring at all. You Ruben, don't measure with your eye? Use your eye. Okay. Rubens, that was a thing Michelangelo said. 
Don't measure, use the eye. Exactly. Now, but they put it this way. There's an eye-hand coordination. My eye travels through the model at about the same pace that I'm taking and drawing, and I'm following through. Okay. I also have to correct myself a lot. Right. <laughs> I Maybe do measure. I, I, I will measure, but I, I basically... Do I you don't. measure with with the pencil like this at if all? If I have to. Do you have to? If I have to. Okay. But I, it, it's not really... It's not. I don't start out that way. First, it's the feeling. First, the gesture. And then, then I correct myself. Got it. Favorite colors? Blue. <laughs> was that random? Did you just pick a color? Or was no, it actually... no, blue is my blue color. Blue actually is your color. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Favorite drawing medium or painting or any, any kind of medium? It could be digital. Actually, a very large percent of my drawing is done with a pen and wash. Pen with and a wash. brush, water brush and a pen. And that's that's, probably, that's probably the biggest uh, thing I, I, I work with. Okay. Why do some artists draw a sketch before painting and others paint a la prima? It's all, it's, all, it's all drawing. Sketch, you're focusing on the composition. Right. It's the organization of the whole thing. If you're just going to paint something, what's in front of you, fine. Then you're just basically copying with the Well, color can you study a composition a la prima? Yeah, well, then it's drawing. Then you're just doing it and you're making a sketch on the canvas. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's a sketch. Yeah. Your it, first one is a sketch. Yeah. You maybe just maybe spend more time on it and finish it a little bit more. Whether it's painting or drawing, it's the gesture. The gesture is the soul of your drawing. The gesture is the composition of the thing. I've been drawing for years, but I still have trouble making bold, decisive strokes. What do you think about this? Just think of you're going downhill skiing. You can't back up. That's good. What do you enjoy more, the process or the end product of your hard work? The process. How much time should I spend drawing from observation versus imagination? And what should I be aware of so that I'm always learning and not just copying the model? Uh, so that's okay. two questions. Yeah, yeah, percentage type thing. If you have difficulty with something, mm -hmm. then you study it until it's not such a problem. Like if you have difficulty with values, then you spend time until you get your values squared away. And then no matter what it is, as you're doing the drawing, if you find like, oh, I have a horrible time drawing thumbs, well, then stop and figure out and learn how to draw thumbs. <laughs> All right. So, and, from reference, you study Yeah, that. Yeah. And whether it's drawing from a model, reference, looking at anatomy, mm -hmm. doesn't make any difference. It's, uh, what are your goals? So, uh, if you want to draw from imagination, you have to know the figure. Okay. And you learn the figure by drawing the figure, but analyzing the figure, which means that you're also analyzing anatomy. So maybe draw from the figure until you can draw from your imagination, until you know it well enough. No, study the old masters, analyze. First, if you can't get an action, it doesn't make any difference. That's one of the things that bothers me about a lot of academic painting is that they work out a composition, take a photograph, and then copy the photograph. And they still end up looking like copied photograph. You have to go past that. You have to go past the drawing from a photograph is one of the most difficult things because it's already developed as a two-dimensional imagery. Then you need to take and be able to draw from a photograph like you would from a model. Right. Okay. Yeah. I so get it. it's harder. People think it's easier, but it's harder. Yeah. I always try to draw from life when I can yeah. as opposed to yeah, from a photograph yeah, yeah. because it's just... But you, you, have, so you have to know more to draw from a photograph. Yeah. As you are arranging the model for a figure drawing, what do you look for? 
position of the body, limbs, lighting, facial expressions. So basically, I guess the question is, what makes a good pose and a good setup? My general attitude is, I let the model, as long as it's got some kind of action to it, I let the model choose. I don't take and pose the model. Mm-hmm. I figure they should be able to draw anything. And okay. it, then it creates new, more interesting problems. So if it's a bad pose, it's good because you get to improve it on your drawing. Yeah, right? it's going to create situations that okay. you don't like, but you're going to have to deal with, you know, and it makes you learn more. So I very rarely pose the model. Mm-hmm. I will, if I do, I'm looking for the movement. Okay. There's something, gesture, there's something a pose that will lend itself to movement, unless it's specifically talking about expressions. Then I will tell the model to take expressions, then mm-hmm. we focus on that. But generally, the only time I pose the model really is if it's in a head drawing class. And then it's taking for the angle of the head. And I try to focus on or you know, three quarters type thing. How do beginning artists work through the growing pains of being in the same classroom as more advanced artists? Great. You've got more people to learn from. Have you encountered many artists who have a severe lack of self-confidence? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, did you ever doubt yourself when you were starting out or any time in your career? Yeah. Uh, when I first started teaching, I was petrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to look like an idiot. And when I sat up there and started drawing, one of the first things you have to learn is, well, okay, as a teacher, if you screw up, it's a learning situation. You make a mistake, you say you made a mistake. The student learns from seeing that I make mistakes. And I'm always making mistakes. It's just that I've developed to, I'm on a higher level of mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Or I shouldn't say, not necessarily mistakes, but it never is really exactly what you intended when you started. Right. Because there's a point where everything takes on a life of its own that you have to take and deal with. First of all, the lack of confidence is not respecting yourself and that you should take and that nobody is going to be exactly like you because you are unique. You should not worry about what anybody else does. It just does not matter. Yeah. And you just, what you do is the only thing that matters. That's a good one. So I uh, will say this is the last one. It actually comes from Marshall Vandruff. Oh, Marshall. <laughs> he was a student of mine, yes. When you draw complete gestures, they come out proportionally close to the finish. Is this purely from experience, or do you see checkpoints that you don't actually draw? I think we were talking about this, and he says that when he watches you do quick sketches, that they're so close to correct proportion already that he doesn't understand how you can get it so close from a gesture. Okay, it's really, I sort of mentioned this a little bit, is that there's a certain level of eye coordination. Okay, as I'm drawing a gesture, I'm focusing on how one part relates to another. So as I'm drawing it, I'm leading the eye to understand it, but at the same time, I'm experiencing it. So the line is going through to a certain flow that I don't jump around. It's a continuity that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. 
my eye is going so far, my pencil is going so far. And actually, as a student, uh, I remember having exercises where the teacher would have you cover up your hand with a with another piece of paper and draw. Not looking at what you're drawing. Yeah, you, so you could not see your hand. So you have to imagine it in your hand. Well, you were looking. Your hand movement. Yeah, you could see your drawing, but you could not see your hand. Sure. So you were there was a continuous flow of the line as you went through. That's a good exercise because then you can feel your hand better. Yeah. And so that's, but then the other part of that is uh, that I've been doing this forever. Right. <laughs> and I will, I will make a calculated, as I'm doing it, I say, oh, yeah, uh, forehead, pubic arch, uh, halfway, ta-da. Right. You know? and, but it, it's all mileage. Yeah, the proportion Yeah. probably just comes from But mileage. I also have a tendency to make legs too long. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency. I, have, that I, I know that, away. and I tend to cut them off. I know I have. I know I do that. Yeah. And I'm always correcting myself. Well, that's it. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Mr. Vilpu, for being here and for letting me come to your studio. Thank you so much for all the instruction and continuing the tradition of the classical training. Thank you so much for passing that on to us. Uh, I really appreciate actually the great opportunity and. It's sort of like I said, I'm really a preacher for drawing. So it's so, given me a lot more preaching here. So we get it out in the world. Yeah. But it it, uh, it really is an opportunity. Thank you uh, so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right. Thanks, guys.